The Mom Buns Podcast is part girl talk, part therapy session, and loads of life hacks in between. Join two college BFFs who reunited in their 30s with careers, husbands, and babies in tow. Moms have a lot to say, and we aren't holding back. Welcome to another episode of the Mom Buns Podcast. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? It's been a morning, Mm. and that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Okay. All right. Then uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we'll, We'll leave it at that. We've, we've had an episode about the mom struggle already, so we'll uh, dive into that another time. But, you know, Father's Day is coming up, so we're just going to talk about dads today, aren't we? we? Let's talk about dads, and not really our dads. Let's talk about our husbands, if that's okay. I mean, I, I really do love my dad, um, really, really do, but he'll never listen to the podcast, so in all fairness. Um, <laughs> so many nice things that I say about him, uh, probably I just need to put in a card. Uh, and sent him for Father's Day. Um, and I actually will be with my dad on Father's Day. I will be with my husband too. What are your plans for Father's Day? You know, we don't have any specific plans, probably just to uh, just to hang out with my husband. If he wants to go play some beach volleyball, then we will join him at the beach. Nice. Is it fair that we simplify Father's Day? Like, we'll just not make it a huge deal, but then when it's Mother's Day, and we've talked about this already, we kind of expect something for that. I think it's fair only because uh, my husband doesn't really care if we make a big deal out of it. Does yours? No, he doesn't care. I don't think he cares at all. Yeah. Hopefully not. Cause like I said, we're going to be with my parents uh, <laughs> over the weekend. So, uh, and we were with my parents last weekend in my family. So uh, I don't know, maybe he cares more than he's letting on, but I will try to make it up to him later. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, if you care more, you got to say something. We say stuff. Yeah, I guess that's why we expect because we were able to vocalize our expectations a little bit. So, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, we we'll do little stuff for him, but as long as we're all together, that's really all that counts in his book at my house. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Which is nice. Takes the pressure off, right? Yes. Yeah, because if you're like, hey, I'm going to cook you dinner like every other day this week, like, you know, like, is that really? doing much well you know what if food is the love language yes no that's true so there you go Love language is something else then you gotta be giving it up in other ways yeah (laughs) maybe literally (laughs) that's a subject we haven't talked about yet on the podcast no we haven't i think we should but not today (laughs) okay so okay let's let's rewind um i had a conversation we were having a conversation with friends the other day they're kind of like new parent friends. I mean, we've known them for about a year. And um, and we finally like had enough time, the four of us adults sitting around together in the midst of all of these kids to, to have like a conversation of like, how did you meet? And like, where did you guys, where were you when you got together? And, and that kind of thing. And that was really fun. And I realized we had not actually had that conversation here on the podcast. And quite honestly, I knew you when you met your husband, but we weren't really that close at that time. So I don't know that I know your story. So can you tell me, like, how did you guys meet? Like, how did you, when did you fall in love? Like all of that. I'm just really curious. Well, okay. I will preface it with, if I tell my story, you have to tell yours. Deal. Okay. Uh, We met at work. We, I mean, it's not, it's okay. The cute part of the story uh, is that 
we met when I came for my interview. We both worked in TV and I interviewed for a producer spot. And basically for those that don't know what that is, it's a person who gets to organize the TV show. That's really what it is. And so for somebody who's type A and likes things organized and clean like me, it's a great job. <laughs> um, and he was the sports anchor, sports director at the TV station I interviewed at. And, you know, I'm, it's an all day interview and I sitting there taking this writing test or whatever. And in walks this like tall, handsome guy and dude's got a cupcake. He's got like several cupcakes and he just walks right up to me. And he says, Hey, you want a cupcake? And I'm like, um, they told me there's no food allowed in the newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they're like, hey, welcome to this place. Why don't you come have a job? Don't eat in here because we found rats the other day. <laughs> I'm like, what am I getting myself into? Um, and he's like, it's okay. It's fine. So, of course, I took one because I love food. And then, you know, we talked for a little bit. And then um, it took a month and a half, I think, for me to solidify that job. Unbeknownst to me, he had snuck in the news director's office and said, you know, hey, I'm just checking on, you know, I know we've got some empty spots to fill. I'm just checking on the hiring status here <laughs> just to see if they had hired me. And I'm like, who does that? So fast forward, I get the job. Um, I move there. I know no one. I don't even know my roommate. I met her on roommates.com like the day before I moved in because my other roommate situation had fallen through. Uh -oh. like, it was crazy. I knew no one. It was, I moved to this beautiful place in Mon Monterey, California. And, um, and so I'm, you know, the only people I know are the people I work with. So he, you know, he and I had chatted and he said, well, during my first week and he said, Hey, you know, I know you're new to the area and you don't know anybody. So if you want to come hang out with me and my friends this weekend, let me know. And, you know, I'll let you know where we're going. Great. Okay, fine. So Friday rolls around. We're both working the evening shift. We get off at like 1130. And earlier in the evening, I had said, hey, you know, I, I didn't want to go home to my roommate that I didn't know, who was a lovely person. I mean, she was great, but I didn't know her very well. So um, I said, can I hang out with you and your friends tonight? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, I'll round everybody up and we'll all meet after we get, because a lot of people work that late shift. So we, it was like a 30 minute drive back to the area where we all lived and we get off work and he calls me and he's like, I can't get a hold of anybody, but I'm hungry. I know the sushi place that stays open late. Do you want to go? I'm like, sure. That sounds great. Thinking I've had sushi once in my life. <laughs> this, you know, handsome guy is gonna, you know, hang out with me and have sushi. I'm in. And, uh, and then needless to say, we went and had sushi and, hung out till the wee hours of the morning. And, um, and then after that, it was pretty much it for me. Really? I, yeah. And then he tells me later that he didn't even try to call his friends. He just snuck me out on a date without even telling anybody like, Hey, she wants to meet up with everybody. He didn't even call him. Oh, that's sneaky. Yeah. It's pretty great. Isn't it? Yeah. So he kind of knew right away too. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it took him a while. <laughs> the joke is it took him a while to actually commit. I think I tried to have the boyfriend conversation with him three separate times and it took him like three months to actually call, call me his girlfriend. But, um, you know, he's a little, he was a little slow on the uptake, but it's all good. I knew it was worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yes. And now how long have you guys been married? Uh, we will are, we're celebrating our ninth anniversary in about five months. So 
eight and yeah. a half years and we've been together like 13, something like that. Nice. Yeah. So you're in 2010 too. Yes. Right? There was yeah. a lot of us actually from college. I think that all got married in the same year. I think so too. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, but yeah, that's actually when we got married as well. That's crazy. And how long have you been? Well, tell me your story first. Okay. Um, in 2008, I moved to Jacksonville, Florida with like six FedEx boxes and three suitcases that I put on the plane and my golf clubs. Um, and I went to work for the PGA tour. So I came young and cheap and I didn't know anybody who I, except for who I worked with either. Um, but that was something that I had kind of done a lot of like, since like going to college just kind of moved to a new place and figure it out. Um, so I got to Jacksonville in like April um, don't know anybody, don't have any money. So kind of like trying to do things that are like cheap, but fun and like get connected, um, with this, with the community, I guess. So I end up like doing a lot of solo beach trips that summer, playing a lot of golf cause it was free to me and, um, and looking for like young professional groups to join. Cause that's where I had moved from. That's kind of how I had gotten to know people there. So one night I'm like at this like social happy hour for this young professionals group and they're telling me all the things that this group does, including like, hey, we do sports. And I'm like, hey, I like sports. They're like, well, we have like a softball team. When While I used to play softball, it's not good for the golf game. Mm -hmm. um, and then like, we have a soccer team, like a rec adult soccer team. And I was like, oh, I've been playing soccer. Like I know how to play soccer. I'm not great, but I've been playing a little bit lately. So um, I could do that. And Honestly, if you're in like an adult league, like rec league soccer, they just need women to sit on, to stand on the field. Like if you can kick the ball and score every once in a while, like that's just a bonus. <laughs> so they're like, okay, well our games, you know, this current season is like, is almost over, but we're having a team party in like two weeks. You should come meet everybody. And then the next season we'll start, we'll get you signed up. Like, Sounds great. Because again, don't know anybody need free food. Like, uh, so that sounds I perfect. So I go, so I make plans to go to this barbecue and I remember it's like Saturday night or Saturday afternoon and I'm like, oh, I'll just go there for like a couple hours and then figure out what I'm going to do tonight, like whatever. And I remember specifically, like I didn't really dress up, like I had on my like my beach flip flops and like, you know, just kind of, we'll go see what this is. Um, I walk in, I'm like, see a few people I know. So I'm like making small talk, getting introduced to everybody. I look out in the yard and there's like kids playing soccer with some grownups out there. And I'm like, Oh, that guy's cute. Oh, he must have, that must be his kid. Like, you know, next kind of thing. Like who else is, right. who else is in the room? Um, the best ROI on a party I've ever attended because not only do I meet, um, the cute guy who apparently that's not his kid, that's somebody else's kid. He was just playing soccer with. Aww. Um, I meet the cute guy. I meet, uh, a friend or like a, a, another, lady who's, um, you know, she's like about my age where we do like the same thing. We have the same interests, like at work, um, hit it off. She becomes like my best friend and my roommate, uh, after the party, like oh, in the months after this party. And then like this whole like soccer team and like group of friends. So like best ROI on an invitation I've ever accepted. The cute guy becomes, uh, the guy that we were playing games through the night um, we like sneak out in the back and he sneaks a kiss. Um, and then we're pretty, and then he calls when he says he's going to call like the next day. And for, like, for my money, like that was pretty important to me. 
um, especially since he had, he was serving in the Navy. So he actually had to get off the ship where he was on duty that day, get off the ship, come like to call, to have reception to call me um, and call when he said he would. And then actually called back later that night because I was at a concert and he wanted to make sure I got home. Okay. So pretty much from that moment on, um, we were inseparable as long as he wasn't on the ship. So, uh, that's how we met. And I stayed on the soccer team. He got, he went underway, like, I don't know, two months after, for two months shortly after we met. So, and then he was deployed from June, no, January to July um, that following year. So the first year that we were together, he was underway or deployed officially for like eight months of that. Plus then all the other, like we're going out for a night or two nights exercise things or like duty days, mm-hmm. which was really, really good for the start of our relationship. Um, he actually described this the other day as first we fell in lust and then we fell in love because <laughs> I was like, Oh really? I didn't know that's how you put it. Um, <laughs> Which is, it's, it's completely true, uh, but we, when he was deployed, he was like, had an overnight watch and, you know, they share like one internet connection, one dial-up internet connection across the whole ship, oh. at least at that time. And so there's no live streaming, there's no video calls, there's no, like hardly even phone calls. So I would get a phone call like once a week and he told me, he's like, I will write you every day but I will only write you one email a day. I will not sit on the computer and wait for you to write me so I can write you. And like, he's like, no, he's like, I will write you a long, thoughtful, like whatever email once a day. And I was like, great. So we actually kind of built our friendship and our relationship that way as well with like those words and thinking about, and they weren't like epic love letters or anything like that. Um, but I did save them all and I actually put some of them into a book um, for him for one of our anniversaries. So um, yeah, but pretty much by the time he got off the ship the first time, I knew that he, like I knew it was like something that I wanted. And then when he was deployed in those six months where I was like, I realized I could live without you. Like I'm fine in this environment and, you know, but I would always choose to be with you. Yeah. Like it was worth it. So it was never like, I need you. It's, it was always like, I want you. And when he got off the ship, like I knew that was the person I was going to marry. Like when he got home from deployment. Um, cause if we could make it through that, then like that set us up pretty well for the rest of it. Yeah. So yeah. So we lived in Jacksonville for like six years, six and a half, I guess six years together. I mean like dating and then we got, or dating and then we got married in 2010 and we had our first child in 2013. And that's after that is when we moved. So, and you know, I'd like to point out something that you said that I think is fantastic because it's like, I don't need you to live my everyday life. I don't need you. I can, I'm fine by myself, Mm -hmm. but I choose to be with you because I like it better than when I'm without you. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think everybody understands that or they don't always notice the distinction. And it's funny because my husband said the same thing because we broke up a couple times before we got married because he really was basically married to his job. Uh-huh. And he said to me, it's not that I don't love you. It's that I can't give you 110% and give my job 110%. It's not fair to you and it's not fair to me. So I don't want to do this. And I understand that logically. However, I did throw an adult-sized tantrum a couple times being like, no, no, 
this is amazing. Don't be a dummy. Um, and he said, I, I said, cause I said, well, what made you finally change your mind? And my, mind you, I will tell you this. He's not like very grand gestury, but when he is, he's like movie grand gestury. Oh, so nice. After he had broken up with me a third time, I'm like, I ain't doing this no more, buddy. I'm done now. If you don't want to, if you don't want to be a part of this, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. And so he was like, no, I've come to my senses. I'm very sorry. And he said to me, it's not that I can't live without you. It's that I choose to have you in my life and I want you around every single day. Yeah. And so he flew to, I have four parents. He flew to see all four parents and apologize for his shenanigans. And yeah, I mean, not, not bad, not bad, buddy. Um, but I thought that was a very good distinction. And it's just like you said, it's not that I need you to live. That's basically what he said. I don't need you to live my everyday life, but I choose to have you in it because I want you to be a part of it. Right. I want to be around you, which I think is a really good base for marriage. Yeah. I think like the things that surprised me about that relationship, even from the get go was it was always easy. Mm-hmm. Like it was always easy to choose to do something with him, to make plans with him, to talk to him, you know, to just hang out. Like, and then like the relationship was just always easy. It was always the, it was always the choice that made the most sense to me. It was always the choice that I wanted to make. Um, so I, I just, I remember that, especially from the get go, like being like, I don't have to think about it. I'm not working hard. Like, it just fits so naturally with who I am and what I want um, that this is maybe the easiest thing I've ever done. And so when I hear people in relationships that like truly have to work it, it from the get go, like to make it work or make excuses or things like that, I'm just like, like that in my experience, like I've had those relationships, but in the one that, that came to me that I truly believe is meant to be like, it wasn't like that. And we don't really fight. Um, we, we don't love each other like every minute of every day. Like we absolutely get annoyed or we'll, we'll talk about things, but we've never really been like huge fighters. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to like, like, no, I, I've always won't choose this. I will always make this choice. So. And I think that's huge. I think that's, and you know, and I, cause I know a lot of people who have been through those hard relationships, just like you said, you have, I have, I was in a, a long-term relationship that was very hard. So I knew when it was bad and I knew when it was good. And that's why I pushed so hard for the one I'm in now. And then finally said, okay, if you don't recognize this, then I'm out. I know when it's good and I know when it's bad and this is really good, but you have to choose to participate in it. Like yeah. you make that, it's a conscious, conscious choice. Yeah. So I think that was, I think, and that I think was a turning point for us is that he kind of realized like, oh, you know, I, I can, I can have it both. I can have both because I said, you know, I'm very aware of how much work that your job takes. I work in the same field. I've never asked you to choose. And I will understand when you don't come home until two in the morning because your shift doesn't get done until 1230 and there's always something to do. Like right. I understand that. So take that as a gift, sir. <laughs> Cause not everybody gets that. Yeah. That's a really good point. 
So I think that's huge, but I think, okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Ashley. We've been talking so much on our mom buns podcast about building a village. So we want to let you know where you can find us buns, not required to follow us on Instagram or on Facebook at mom life. And Hey, our website is the same mom life. No.com. No bun actually needed. I want to know how you've seen your marriage evolve because then you add kids into the mix and that's a whole other ball game. It is. Um, I always knew that he was going to be a really great dad. Um, he had nieces, uh, when we got, when we were together, when I met him and, um, have since had more nieces and nephews and just watching him around those kids. Like I knew he was going to be a good daddy. He really, um, takes to kids really well. Um, so when, when the time came for us, you know, we were pretty ready, um, to, to start a family. And I think that's, you know, truly the, the point of evolution of like, when you introduce another person, literally like another like responsibility and you don't really know what you're getting into, but you're like, everybody else does this. So it's going to be fine. Sure. Um, Surely the the relationship and our marriage changed, um, and with each, you know, with each successive child. <laughs> now we have three. Um, you know, it it looks a little bit different. The responsibilities get divided a little bit differently. Um, but we've always tried to make it fair, and we've always just tried to support each other um, in that. And but he is a really fantastic dad, and. I joke that maybe one of the best Father's Day presents I ever gave myself um, was the year that I bought him a bike. And um, it was like, I bought him a bike and then we bought a bike trailer. And it was right, I think, as I was, uh, right after I had our second. And so he would have been doing like weekend walks with our oldest and getting him out of the house. And so I got him the bike and the bike trailer. And they will just take off. Like, he's like the dad with the kids downtown at the library, da, 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 like on, on his days off on Fridays, on Saturdays, on Sundays. Like, he'll just put everybody in the bikes and get all the bikes together, put people in the trailer and the seats and whatever, and they're gone. And I'm like, this is the best present I could have ever given myself. But it's something that he loves to do and, like, get out with the kids and be active and take them around. And truthfully, he'd probably rather hang out with them most of the time than anybody else. Yeah. So. Um, just watching him grow with that. And then the challenges that come with that we've talked about here on the podcast, like, right. Like our kids aren't easy. No kids are easy. So understanding where, um, understanding like that together and working on that together, how our kids uh, have really shaped us as people as well. And just growing in that and always knowing that there's kind of a, there is that light at the end of the tunnel that at some point it gets to be about us. It's going to be another 17 years or so. Right. At some point it comes back to being about us and he's still my best friend. He's still like the week that we get away once a year where we can really just be about each other mm -hmm. um, is still like, you know, something that we absolutely look forward to the date nights that we can just be us um, and find that. Um, are really, really special. And so I think there's, like I said, there's no one else I'd rather make that choice with, but I'm super, super glad that he's also the father of my children. It's, I mean, it really does change the dynamic and no one can teach you 
how it's going to change the both of you. But I think watching them grow as fathers is an incredible thing because that's not something that you think about as part of your relationship when you get married. At least I didn't. Did you? No. No, not at all. Yeah. And I think it's pretty incredible. I mean, the thing, the thing that sticks out in my mind is because obviously, you know, we've talked about this before and I couldn't agree more with you in that it totally changes the dynamic and your relationship. It adds a level of, I think, uh, humility and respect at the same time for your husband to watch you give birth to a baby. <laughs> like you grew a person and now you put it in the world but also to figure out how to work as a team because the way that you functioned as a team before doesn't work when you add extra people into your family. Yeah. Yeah. The team has to evolve. It's like going to the playoffs. (laughs) Know your audience. Everything gets a lot faster and everything gets a lot more serious. Yes, it's true. It's true. And what's funny is I've noticed my husband has, without acknowledging it in a, like saying it, he stepped outside of his comfort zone in that I said to him when we had our first kid, do not go below the equator in the delivery room. I do not need you down there, (laughs) sir. You stay at my head. You just be my coach. Get me through this. And I will tell you, like, I mean, it was four and a half years ago, so it's vivid and a blur at the same time. But my doctor was so encouraging and he was so in awe of what was happening, that dude put on scrubs and caught our baby. Wow. And he does not like blood. He does not like hospitals. He doesn't like it when you cut yourself when you're chopping vegetables in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. There's no like surgery watching on TV in our household. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like he actually did that, I think he, you know, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to ruin our uh, intimate life forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he kind of switched gears thinking like, here's my little tiny angel coming into the world and I get to help do that. And I was just like, you know, I'm in the middle of something. So I'm clearly not going to argue with all of this. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought it was really impressive that he stepped outside his comfort zone and he ended up doing it with the second one too. And I just, it still blows my mind that he did that when he is so squeamish and doesn't like shots or blood draws or anything like that. And I I was very proud of him and to watch him grow as a person, you know, he has more patience than he used to. And he just melts when it comes to his kids and to see the, the transformation of how our team works as the two of us sit at the end of the day and laugh about the funny things that our kids did or shake our head at like, Oh my gosh, Isabella, I can't believe you actually said that out loud to a stranger. You know, those are the (laughs) kinds of things that bond us now that obviously didn't before. And I think it's a really amazing journey and they should be applauded for what they probably don't recognize as a huge shift and a huge change because they're in it just like we're in it. Yeah, just like we're in it. But they don't always get recognized. So even though my husband doesn't like to make a big deal out of Father's Day, I still want, you know, I still feel the need to tell him. Plus, it's just kind of me in general, but to tell him, like, you're an amazing dad. And it's like, it's like I say, you know, we always say to each other, you're not perfect, but you're perfect for me. Oh, I get it. But it's true. Like, you're my person. And yeah. it's like, I'm not a perfect mom, 
but I'm everything that they need. And he's not a perfect dad, but boy, I'll tell you when he's not here, how many times do I hear I miss daddy? I can't wait for daddy to come home. I get tears. I get, they love him like nobody's business because he's fun and amazing and funny and he plays with them and they make up silly songs and I'm, I'm not that person. And so God bless him for being a great dad. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I love it. So yes. So husbands, we love you. Yes. Father's, Father's day to all the dads out there. Yes. our own who don't listen to this podcast. Who probably don't listen to the podcast. Maybe, maybe if, if my dad figured out what a podcast was, he'd probably listen to ours. So maybe I just have to. <laughs> my mom's done it. My mom's done it. I don't think the other three parents have. So maybe we could uh, help them all out there. Yeah. So, well, we do know that there are a few dads who also listen to the podcast. So um, if you're listening to Father's Day episode, um, we know that you do amazing things um, as well. And we want to salute you and also say happy Father's Day. We hope you had an enjoyable day of barbecue or golf or sports or arts or whatever it is, bike rides that you like to do with your kids and your family. So um and if you are a dad who's listening send us a note um find us on instagram or the facebook page or just go to anchor.fm um to our our podcast page and leave us a message and a shout out because you deserve uh, a little recognition and we also want to know what you want to talk about so we can do more of the um for moms and for dads let's give the dads a quick shout out also for helping keep keep the moms sane right because that's a big one Right. So props to you guys for that one. <laughs> Love it. Well, I think, uh, I think now I have to go figure out what we're going to do on Father's Day for the, from the kids. Um, so I'm going to spend a little bit more of my time today doing that, making sure that we do have something that, that recognizes dad and um, you know, all that he does for us and for the kids. So um, I love it. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Mom Buns Podcast. And don't forget to catch our latest episodes wherever you find all your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Have a good day. Bye-bye.